How are y'all doing? Tristan Sutton here, founder of the Revenue Clinic Podcast, as well as the Revenue Clinic Group, where every week we come and bring you resources to help you cure your revenue um, ailments. This week we have a special guest, good friend of mine, Ms. Crystal Washington, CSP, um, who's going to talk to you about how to get off the chitlin circuit and get on the speaking train or the gravy train and get paid to be a professional speaker. <laughs> <laughs> so with no further ado, I would like to introduce Ms. Washington. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me, Tristan. Yeah, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It's been a long time coming, right? Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> From the Tom situation and everything. Okay. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, what it is you do, and what you're going to be sharing with the audience today. Well, I'm a technology strategist okay. and a futurist, oh, okay. but that shows up in my speaking. So all I do for a living is mm -hmm. run my mouth. So I actually get paid mm -hmm. to do the one thing really? my parents tried to get me to stop doing for 18 years. Well, most of us do for free anyway. Right, right, right. <laughs> so um, and I speak primarily to corporations and associations around the globe okay. about technology and the future of technology. And, and not just little corporations. We're talking like Fortune 50. We're talking about what, like Google, Microsoft, few names. Yeah, few. Some, some some big names some out big there. Names, some big, big names. Yeah, we're not name dropping, but some big people. <laughs> we, I brought you somebody serious about it. So, right. um, tell us a little bit about how you got into uh, professional speaking, because we're going to talk about the difference between professional speaking and public speaking. So, the difference between professional speaking and public speaking, mm -hmm. where where a lot of people get it uh, twisted, if okay. you will, okay. um, misconstrued, <laughs> is the fact that professional speakers make money. Yes. Public speakers. They just might have a passion. They just yeah. might show up. They they might yeah. you know give a poem or okay. talk about their life story to inspire people. Yeah, professional means paid. Okay, means okay. That's, <laughs> that's, that's let's, the, let's get that clear. Professional means paid. That's, that's the primary <laughs> difference. Um, and so you said, how did I get my start? Yes. It really started with me speaking more so when I had a consulting business. Hmm. And at that time, I was speaking to get clients. So right. I would accept speaking engagements right. for free. Okay knowing that my target audience was there. Gotcha. And so I remember, you know, one of the Houston networking news events, oh you know, RD and co brought yes. me in there. Indeed. And um, groups. I remember all those. Yeah. I, I, so I did one of their events mm -hmm. and then within a week I had six new clients sign up contracts, deposit paid. Wow. So it started off with me doing it more mm -hmm. as an offshoot of that. Okay. And then it morphed into me doing it professionally full time where I'm just mm -hmm. paid to talk. Okay, so, so it's you not about just selling. Jump in trying to get paid. You kind of paid your dues, built up an audience, things like Definitely that. Definitely paid my dues, um, refined my subject. And really, it was just one of those things where the more I spoke and got clients, people also wanted me to speak at other events as well. Absolutely. And after a while, it was just too many requests. Hmm. And I was like, I, I just can't keep, I have to actually focus on the revenue generating pieces within right. the business too. And I remember the first organization I said no to, they said, Ooh. but we'll pay you. Ooh. And I said, oh, Oh, <laughs> and, and that and that was the beginning of my professional speaking. And then I got a great mentor, Karen McCullough, a, a mutual friend Shout of out ours. To Karen. How are you doing today? Yes. Great mentor, Karen. And um, that was really the beginning of it. Because hmm. I know Karen has been doing this for years, like 20 plus years, yeah. speaking all over the world. So recap for those that are um, just joining in. She paid her dues first, um, was on the Chitlin circuit working for free. Mm -hmm. And then. Once she built her brand, her network, eventually clients start coming to her and say, hey, we would like to pay you to talk, share your knowledge and your skill set. So let's talk about, regardless public or professional, how did you choose your subject matter? Well, the subject matter really came naturally because it was something that was of interest to me when I was in corporate. Hmm. It was what my consulting business was founded on. Okay. And it started off being social media specific. I do remember those days. That was it. Yeah. Um, because it was when it was at its infancy. Right. And so it was very experimental and you're trying new things and, and seeing what worked. And and so that it started with that and then expanded to other forms of technology. Hmm. And the thing is, is that when it comes to speaking a subject, you, you do need a subject that you have some expertise on. Right. But even more importantly, you have to be able to communicate that. Absolutely. So I know plenty of people that know way more mm -hmm. about the things that I talk about than I do. But they may not be able to articulate it. Right. It's like that. It's like that physics teacher in, yeah. in high school. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, I hated physics. <laughs> Everybody did. Yeah. I was good at it, too. But it was really? still no, but it was still yeah. they're They're typically not good at translating. And so if right. you can translate your expertise, hmm. that's where there's some op opportunities there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Once again, if you have something that you're a subject matter expert on, you don't have to be the foremost um, and the most awarded. But if you know how to communicate that to where an audience will understand, um, 
comprehend and then retain that mm -hmm. you can get paid for that so we're all about securing the bag on this show so know what you're talking about and then know how to translate and communicate to people so let's talk about what opportunities did you turn down at first i know if initially you know everybody wants to go out there and get as much as they can but you have to be selective right well you, you do have to be selective you have to pick your lane uh the first thing is is that i've always been very consistent in what i speak on Hmm. Um, as an African-American, oftentimes hmm. people think that you are an expert on diversity and inclusion. Ah. And so I would even have clients in the beginning that would yeah. say, OK, well, uh, you did great on social media. Can you come speak to us about diversity and inclusion? Right. And I'm like, no, no, because I am black and I am a woman. But there are people that have put in years right. and, and have gone to school for this yeah. and have done run studies. Yeah. It would it would be unfair to your audience and to hmm. these other people for you to pull me in for that. No, um, I also have to turn down money. Well, I re now, I remember that means you're doing too good if you turn it on chips. Well, no. So here's the thing: when it comes to speaking, there's different levels of a fees. Okay? okay. And I remember the first time I went to raise my fee significantly, mm -hmm. it meant I was going to have to turn down mm -hmm. uh, what at the time was a large amount of money. So you right. imagine, you know, someone calling you saying if you if you're just starting out or no closer to the beginning, yeah. you imagine someone saying, hey, you know, we have a budget of fifteen hundred dollars and you yeah. saying, I'm so, so sorry. That's not I can't do it for that amount. And I remember oh. when I first were turning those down in the beginning, I remember one time my husband walked by behind me because we both work from home. Yeah. My <laughs> husband, the former banker, <laughs> the saver. Yes. And, and he paused that. and he was like. Wait, and what? so and so, you know, we got off the phone because I couldn't get up to the fee level that I was I was you know, raising myself too. And he right. said, did you, did you just turn down $15 yeah. to speak for an hour? Yeah. I said, it's the only way I'm going to get my fee where I need it to be. You have to turn down what's beneath where you're trying to be, because if you don't turn it down, yeah. it's like calling out to the universe saying, I'm not serious about what I just said. Hmm. I will keep taking things at this level. Hmm. So you have to train people. You know, I don't think most of us are ready to turn down a house note um, to speak for an hour. So you should see what I turned down now. You know, I, I he, he sweats it. at times, like I, literally even he trusts me. Yeah. But sometimes he walks by because it's such a strange universe. Right. Professional speaking doesn't look like any other. Yeah. Uh, too many other like maybe entertainers. And I'm not talking about her. I just I know other professional speakers and they tell me what they get paid. And some of them turn down college tuition just to go speak for an hour. And keep in mind, this is a speech they've done, in, you know, for hundreds of times. It's nothing. But no, you're still like a down payment on a house short. So. Mm -hmm. And that is where we want you all to get. <laughs> so I guess how many years did it take you to the point where it's like, you know what? I know my value. I know my worth. I'm going to turn down this much and only demand that much. Well, it took me a couple years, probably. Oh, a couple years. Not, not too bad for or maybe even less than that. I, I've always been good with the, <laughs> my background is sales. Let me say that. So I think having a sales background yes, helps because you understand setting standards. Right. And you understand marketing, branding, packaging, and that mm -hmm. if you want people to pay at a certain level, you have to yeah. show up at a certain level and you Absolutely. have to turn down things Absolutely. because it's almost like, think about this. If you're used to getting your Kate Spade purses mm -hmm. for a hundred dollars right. all the time, yeah. you're not going to be that person coming out of the outlet, going into the actual Kate, Spade, Kate Spade store, mm -hmm. paying $300 for the purse. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So you have gotcha. to train people. Now, if Kate Spade doesn't want to have people paying $100 for purses, they have to get rid of the outlets. This is true. So it's true. we're the same way. Yeah. So price yourself at the value you want to be perceived at. Is that what I'm hearing? What you want to be perceived at. But please understand you have to be able to over deliver. Oh. So whatever it is I charge, <laughs> I show up and I give them more. So you have to price yourself at what you want to be seen as, but you have to over deliver consistently. If people who do business with you don't feel like they got a, a, a good value or a little something extra, yeah. they won't do business with you again. I mean, that's a, that's a profit prescription right there. Price yourself at a value where you can over deliver. And I just meet the standards, um, just meet the status quo, but over deliver. Let's talk about over delivering in the professional speaking world. What does that look like? Well, for me, a lot of it is systems. Mm. Um, and that's what sets me apart from other speakers. I have had clients hire me back, not so much for what I do on stage. I mean, don't get mm. me wrong. That's a big piece of it. Absolutely. But they'll hire me back because they're like, your processes, mm -hmm. your assistant, you all handle mm -hmm. everything. You think of stuff we didn't think of. You, 
you actually picked up the pieces on things we dropped so that we looked good. Absolutely. You know, you're on stage and the power went out and you're up there making jokes, you know, and having everybody <laughs> laughing or, yeah. you know, pulling off a sock, making a sock puppet yeah. until the lights come back yeah. on. I think I saw that. I, I mean, I've, I've, I've been up there with fire alarms where literally the clients out the room. So it's my responsibility because I'm with a microphone wow. to get everybody out orderly and to get people moving, but not have them panic. So that's over delivering. I had a client that insisted on booking all my flights and everything. Usually we do it. Their office told them they did it. Guess what? I get to the airport, even though we kept asking them for that information. Guess who didn't have a flight? I call the client to double check. He's upset. He starts freaking. I said, you know what? Don't worry about it. I will get there. I'll see you within a few hours. I promise you I'll figure out a way to get there. You relax. Let me do this. Over delivering. So it's it's not just the talk. It's yeah. all the other pieces, the experience and everything. They never have to wonder where I'm at. Yeah, I'm on. T- I'm more than on time. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about that, because I've seen some of your posts and she's very good at posting on social media about mm-hmm. her experience. Um, it's like a journey mm-hmm. going with her. But I've seen you say things like you bring an extra laptop, um, have the p- uh, presentation on flash drive, Google Drive. Cloud, CD, <laughs> uh, floppy disk, eight track, <laughs> extra pointers. I mean, like just over prepared. You try to get there a day in advance and walk the room and become one with the room. <laughs> I'll give you an example. Okay. I'll give you an example today when you talk about over delivering and thinking of things ahead of time. I had a call before I got here hmm. with someone who's interested in bringing me in twice my fee. Wow. Because it was my fee, plus they needed X amount of books and extra stuff too. Okay. It just so happens I would be able to do their event. It's in the morning on the East Coast mm-hmm. in a place where it snows. Yes. But I have a nighttime event in another part of Texas at 7 p.m. Mm. There's this first thing in the morning. I would be able to do it. Mm. I told them I cannot do it. Wow. Because yeah. Boston, it might snow. Right. Anything could prevent me from getting to that evening event. So always keeping your clients in mind. And we might be able to, we, we've talked, we might be able to work something else out on another day. But it's things like that. Clients know gotcha. that they can depend on you because you're going to make decisions. Yeah. In their best interest. But the fact that I could lose that, yeah. and if people saw what that number looked like, everybody would pass out. <laughs> it was it was half, just to give you an idea, being honest with you, it was about half my starting salary out of high school. I'm not a high school, out of college. Um, well, and- but integrity, <laughs> yeah, integrity says that you have to treat your clients. Mm. You know, you have to think about them. I just thought of something. Integrity equates to longevity. It does. Business. It does. And you're, and you're going to turn down some good money. Y'all hashtag that integrity <laughs> equals longevity. <laughs> but you're, you're going to turn down some good money because at the end of the day, do you think those clients appreciate the fact that they know you're always going to be where you're supposed oh, to be? Absolutely. And that first client was so impressed. She said, well, let me let me look at some other dates. I, I understand why you won't do this. Yeah, absolutely. And guess what? Birds of a feather flock together. They know other people that make the decisions on what speakers are being brought in. Mm-hmm. So then they will bring in, you know, refer her to those other organizations and the money keeps going. So mm-hmm. integrity equals longevity. So thank you for that. Thank you for that. So let's talk about, you know, going from, you know, public to speak now professional. Now, how do you know what to set your rates at? Well, mm. Mm. <laughs> I thought I was going to have some good questions for you. You really want to look at people who are speaking on the level that you want to speak on. Okay. And there is, you can go to uh, this website, eSpeakers.com. 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 Okay. And you will see uh, many professional speakers are listed on that site and they give their rates. Hmm. But you do have to make sure, I don't want you to be aspirational in this standpoint. So if you see a speaker that comes in with clowns and, a, and their own band and stuff, <laughs> and they're charging $50,000. Yeah. I don't want you to say, you know, I'm starting at 50000 You'll yeah. be broke. Yes, indeed. No um, one's hiring you for that. Yes. So you have to make sure you're you're looking at people of similar expertise, okay. similar background, similar subject matters. Hmm. Some subject matters um, pay more than others. Hmm. If you speak on something that's revenue generating, okay. you can justify your cost better than someone who is simply aspirational. Gotcha. So people that... Talk about how to secure the bag, get bigger bags than the motivational speakers. And actually, that leads to a really great point that I think we should make to your audience. Let's do that. There are many people that want to be professional speakers. And I would love to see specifically even more women and more minorities. Because oftentimes I'm the only little chocolate chip in the room. Okay. (laughs) And the only lady too. Okay. So sometimes I'm the only pink chocolate chip in the room. (laughs) 
it's true for the whole conference. It'll be yeah. like thousands of people in and the me. Only one. Yeah, like some. Yeah. I've I've been hired for conferences where I was the only woman, the only minority, the only millennial, and the wow. only American. Has it ever made you feel, I guess, unsafe? No, no, actually, no. People are people. Yeah, people are people. So I've never felt unsafe. Everybody's always been really kind. But my point is this: um, you have to, when you're choosing a topic, make sure you choose something that people will pay for. Right. Because I, I run into so many people. They're like, I want to be a professional speaker. Yeah. And I'm like, really? And I'm like, yeah, because I overcame. Yeah. And and I I went through this and I yes. came out on the other end and yes. and I, people need to hear this. Yes. Great. Absolutely. Maybe they do mm-hmm. as a public speaker. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to get paid, mm-hmm. you better be able to relate that to how someone can be more efficient, effective or connected. Because mm-hmm. if you can't do that and if you're not yeah. solving a problem, right. you're going to be broke, inspiring people. <laughs> so uh, basically, <laughs> if you have anything that is one of the 1000 pages of Amazon books <laughs> that are mm-hmm. about motivational, inspirational speaking, um, make sure you can convert that into a way people can get connected, monetized. And what was the other one? Um, be more effective, connected, okay. and effective. Right. But- because otherwise, you're just one of a thousand. It's hard to really justify a, a high price point for that. So that's where she said, I don't know if you picked that, you can just be a public speaker, which is free or professional, and help an organization, help a group of people with um, your message. Oh, wow. Well, and I, I'll even give them examples. I'm okay. a big fan of examples. There's a speaker named John Register, real okay. good friend of mine. Um, he is a, I believe he's an Iraqi war veteran mm. and, um, he lost uh, part of his leg mm. in the war. Yeah. Now he overcame. And so there's this wonderful story, yeah. but he doesn't just speak on his story. Right. He then took that. He founded, um, the Paralympic Olympic games mm. where, uh, now these soldiers actually compete in the Olympic games. Wow. Um, he, uh, founded the Invictus games in UK, which is pretty okay. much the same thing. Yeah. So when he gives talks, he gives talks on leadership and incorporating people that have mm. disabilities. How do you leverage this and to get them to help your company? How yeah. do you, so it's Things not that just can be applied and transferred and it's needed. Mm-hmm. And so again, it's not just, I overcame. Yeah. Okay. Let's apply this, break this out. And really let's make this numbers. Hmm. Excellent. So he's not just talking about like rapport, things like that. No, and he's, he <laughs> speaks for the level of companies that I do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Solve a problem. So we got a question from the audience, Mr. Philip Dunn. Mm-hmm. Um, great show so far. Crystal, how do you know when your speeches and seminars are effective? What type of feedback do you seek from your attendees? I know it's effective when the client hires me again. Ooh. But <laughs> <laughs> no, all jokes aside, that's yeah. the biggest one. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't get spit or spin off business, meaning someone in the audience pulls you into another organization. Mm-hmm. Um, that's usually where you know you you hit a mark. Okay. Um, you know, I, I think that's the biggest piece. Now, some of them they give their attendees feedback mm-hmm. and and the, or the opportunity to give feedback, mm-hmm. and so I they send me copies of the surveys, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting because that's the other thing as a speaker. If you're sensitive, your feelings are going to be hurt (laughs) (laughs) because no matter how well you do, there's typically that one snarky person. So I've I've done conferences. Don't get me wrong. I had somewhere I've had all like perfect scores. Right. But oftentimes you will talk to hundreds of people and you will get 300 positive, amazing. And you'll have one person that's like, I hate her hair. (laughs) Like random (laughs) or or the way she breathes bothers me. Like But occasionally you'll also get feedback that's helpful where it's like, okay, well, they didn't get this piece. Okay, I know I need to shift Mm. this around a little bit. So that helps. And then I also have debriefing calls with my clients, which isn't Mm. actually something that most speakers do. Mm. Um, But I always, my assistant schedules this before the event. So it's already on their calendar for after the event. Shout out to Regina. (laughs) Hello. And um, so then I have that call with them and I talk about, you know, what, what can I do better? Even when they're praising me, I'm like, if you could think of one thing to make my business even better, this would be a huge gift to me. What would it be? Phrase it that way so that you're not asking for criticism because some people are scared to do that. Right. If you're saying, hey, look, we're always trying to improve our processes. Is there any little thing you can think of that would make me better on the stage Absolutely. or here? It would be a gift. Well, yeah. Once you pose it that way, then they start thinking, well, how can I help her? How can I give her that gift? Nice. Jedi mind tricks. Jedi mind tricks. <laughs> so that's excellent advice because I don't get to speak that often, but anytime I get off the stage, the first question I ask anyone is what could I have done better? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, you have to be open to constructive mm-hmm. criticism. I always seek what can be um, improved upon because then that helps you 
uh, cure your revenue ailments and get more money for mm -hmm. your, your business. So always look and ask what can be improved upon. Have an open mind with it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't get too offended. It's not like the con comments under Instagram <laughs> are trolling. <laughs> well, no, the, again, occasionally you'll get trolled. I mean, okay. that happens too. Okay. How do you handle um, that? Well, me, it depends on how funny it is. Okay. Like if they if, if it's if it's like a ding, like you know, yeah. why is she so little? Like random stuff sometimes. It's like I can't grow. I don't I know what to grow. tell you. I I tried. I mean, you could, you know, you know, push the hair a little bit higher. I mean, well, I, some heels. It this helps me so far. This yeah. makes me five three. This like makes me average. Makes me average. Um, but you know, you you can't take it to heart. And some speakers mm -hmm. do. Right. Um, but again, it's one of those things where you just kind of have to learn to let it roll off your back unless there's a grain of truth. Because mm -hmm. even sometimes in snarky, yeah. sometimes when people are intentionally mean, yeah. there's a grain of truth that you can yeah. get to and say, you know what? OK, this person's a jerk, but mm. there's a little something in this that I can actually use. It's gotcha. helpful. God bless them anyway. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Just keep it moving. <laughs> So we got another question from the audience. Um, wonderful person I know, CC Sutton. Hey, Crystal, great information. What would would you say that the same rules apply for trying to become a professional MC? Any tips on how to start your building your brand in that space? We're going to talk about your brand as well in a second. Great question. I think a lot of the same rules do apply. I mean, I know mm -hmm. speakers that do MCing is about half of their speaking. So mm -hmm. there, some people actually hire speakers as MCs. I've been hired to MC. Mm -hmm. um, Yes, I mean it, it's fun. So you wreck the mic every now and then. Well, you know, well, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From the mean streets of Gary, because um, that's how it works. Scoot, scoot. Um, <laughs> that's Migos for those of you yes. that don't know what that was. Um, but yeah, the same rules basically apply. The only difference though is it's easier to get started as a professional speaker than a professional MC. Because mm. if someone sees you on stage as a speaker, yeah. and they see that you can hold your own, mm -hmm. it's very easy for them to say, "Hey." You could probably just because I mean, emceeing, I won't say it's easier. It's not easier, hmm. um, but it's different. You don't have to create all of the energy. You're feeding right. back and forth on other people. You're highlighting other right. people. So if you can rock the stage by yourself, yeah. it's easy for them to say. Cause I've, I've had many people hmm. that don't know that I emcee clients that are like, you know, you you killed it last year at our sales conference. Could you MC this year? Yeah, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. <laughs> it's going to cost you more. But yes, oh, I can. Wow. <laughs> well, because I mean, when it's just you, it's usually about yeah. an hour on average. Okay. Usually if you're doing like a keynote and you're MCing, it's it's for a full day. So that mm. looks very different. And you have to charge them more because mm. even though there's again, it, I don't know if there's more or less preparation. It's just different preparation. But you have to turn down speaking engagements mm, on that day. So you always gotcha. have to think about what you're the giving opportunity up. opportunity cost, mm -hmm. which you could I, have earned. Because yeah, I've had some people say, oh, well, MC should charge less. No, because mm. I'm taking it off my calendar. Mm, wow. Impressive. Impressive. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about how you built your brand as a professional speaker, um, because she does not have a Facebook business page, to my knowledge. Yep. No Facebook business page is not running ads. I had one and I pulled it off. Oh, wow. We'll talk about that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So mainly from what I see, she uses her personal Facebook profile, mm -hmm. um, LinkedIn. Yes. And are, are you still a tweeter? Yeah, I tweet. You tweet. Okay. But I, tweet. I think Facebook, your personal profile is really where you kind of get most of your... Well, you know, it's interesting. What I learned about Facebook is, and you have to realize what works for you. Right. Um, and so I do see the value in having a Facebook business page. Mm -hmm. And maybe one day I'll pull it back out again. But um, what I learned is that my clients like to be my friends. Right. And so they can right. go on Facebook. Yeah. And a lot of my clients are actually connected to me on my personal profile. Mm -hmm. And so they and can see... <laughs> They can see my personality and anybody that knows me knows I don't stray away from controversial topics. Like sometimes because people, people are like, wait, are yeah. you on? The, I mean, yeah. I don't post anything crazy yeah. just because naturally I'm an independent, yeah. you know, I'm just the way I think. Usually I can incorporate people from different viewpoints in life, but they get to see who I am. And yeah. I've, I've learned that that yeah. really works for me. Absolutely. Um, and so you have to do what works well for your business. Yeah. Um, now, are you going to attract as many people without ads, new people? No, no. not at all. So quality those, over quantity, though. Well, and and there's and really it's just two different strategies, right? Two totally different strategies. Absolutely. And so there's value in both. And I think in starting off having that Facebook page, because when I started off, I did. Yeah. That makes more sense because you're trying to build, you're trying right. to pull in new people. Right. Once you're comfortable, yeah. and most of your business is actually spinoffs or referrals, mm -hmm. my strategy works great. Absolutely, because you can invite them into your personal yeah. space. 
And so that's kind of one of the things I teach my clients about that personal profile. I know there's some gurus out there that say don't, but really that personal profile is where you expedite that no like and trust factor. All right. Because let's think about we're out networking. We talked about conferences. I'll get your business card. I'll send you an email. Hey, it was a great menu, et cetera, et cetera. Let's have coffee or lunch sometime, mm -hmm. meet, and then everything falls into the abyss. Mm -hmm. But if I'm friends with you on Facebook or Instagram, whatever your platform is, and I get to see, hey, Crystal just had lunch. Crystal just flew over here and spoke. I didn't know she spoke about that. Mm -hmm. I need to invite her to this. So it really expedites that no like and trust factor. So we need to get away from just only having family and friends on our personal profile and strategically invite centers of influence, mm -hmm. um, potential clients or current clients so we can further relationships and expand relationships. So that's my personal belief. Um, you know, Mark Zuckerberg allows you to have 5,000 friends for free. Might as well take advantage. <laughs> well, and you can have followers after that on your personal and profile. followers. Yeah. So for me, I've enabled followers because there's some people that they might want to follow me on Facebook, mm -hmm. but maybe yeah. I'm over my friend's limit or maybe I, I just typically wouldn't accept them as a friend yeah. because of limited space. Not that they're not wonderful. Yeah. Um, but I'm so, saving that spot for somebody else. <laughs> I mean, that has but, to be sorry. <laughs> but they still have the ability to interact yeah. with me. The way my settings are set up, they can still yeah. post stuff. Absolutely. Um, and I've only attracted, you know, just very few weirdos that way. And then you just boot <laughs> and you, them. You just block them, delete them. You just block them, keep them moving. Keep pushing. So profit prescription. If you have not, if you're an entrepreneur and have not turned on the follow feature, I encourage you to look into that research, pray <laughs> before you do. Uh, <laughs> but um, it is a way if you have met your threshold at that 5,000 mm -hmm. additional people basically can become pseudo friends. They can still see your posts, interact with you, but they're not necessarily on your friends list. So it's kind of like following a business page, but not. So just keep that in mind. Put that um, on your list of things to do, but allow people to follow. So we have another great question from the audience. Um, let's see. We got Mr. Philip Dunn again. Thanks for the response. Last question. You mentioned earlier that you were oftentimes the only one. Are you ever concerned without with being your authentic self in those instances? If you knew me, uh, no. <laughs> she is not. <laughs> I show up as me wherever I go. Um, and, and really, it's benefited me. You know, I find that oftentimes as minorities or sometimes women in male dominated spaces or it can even happen in male and women dominated spaces. We feel this need to conform. Mm. Um, I don't believe in conforming. I, I, I believe they in call it code switching. Is that what they code switching? Yeah, code switching. I'm a bigger <laughs> fan of um, respecting your environment, just like when mm. you travel internationally, you respect right. the environment, but you're still right. you within the confines of that environment. Sure. Um, so sometimes I'll use a slang term. Yeah. Or, you know, like I have them, you know, talking about, I love your Afro puff because they didn't know what to call it before, you know, um, and those are the types of things that stick in their minds. Yeah. And so, you know, I've had natural hair the whole time I've been in this yeah. and, and I've had people say, oh, you know, you're being, uh -huh. I've, I've only ever had African-Americans have an issue with my hair. African-American really? women are the only really? ones who have ever had anything to say about my hair. Shame since uh, <laughs> since I cut it all off and went natural it was 2001. So in all these years, I've never had. Hmm. A non-black woman have has, an issue with has, my hair. Has anyone crossed the line and tried to, can I touch it? <laughs> yes. 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 It doesn't happen as much as you would think because I find mm -hmm. that you can kind of set the tone. And when people see that you're their speaker, like their keynote speaker, mm -hmm. it's interesting. It, it it almost denotes a certain degree of authority. So people mm -hmm. approach you with a certain amount of respect. Absolutely. Um, so it doesn't happen very often. I have had to make, um, I'm really good with hecklers and I'm really good at turning people's negative energy on them. Uh. And so I have had to correct some people before that, that overstep lines, um, but I do it in a way that's funny and Are where they have to laugh at themselves. YouTube clips of it. I would love to see those. Probably not. <laughs> Probably, Probably not. not. All right. No scissor reel for that. Yeah. All right. We have Miss um, Tamara Levi White. What are some small actionable steps to get started as a pro speaker? That's a really good question. Uh, so I actually brought some resources because I thought somebody would ask that. And I, I think it's a good question. One, I actually created a worksheet for y'all this morning, like just mm, based off. Yeah. I was like, you know, let me help people get their mindset in a, in a situation where they're thinking about speaking strategically. So if you want me to send you a copy, you can just email me at crystal at crystalwashington.com, crystalcrystalwashington.com. I'll send it to you. It's a PDF. You just fill it out on your own time, but it'll, it'll get you started thinking strategically about what I need to do next. Mm -hmm. And then there's two other resources because uh, I think learning is a big piece of it. Um, one of them is called Book More Business. This is a book by my friend Lois Creamer. She is, in my opinion, the number one um, sales consultant for speakers, period. I've utilized her services for years. I have no problem paying her because she is a speaker sales 
genius book more business. Mm -hmm. And then the other one that I think would be helpful is uh, National Speakers Association. That's the Association for Professional Speakers. No other association is set up specifically for professional <coughs> paid professional paid secure the speakers. Bags. This isn't about improving your speaking mm. or, or just being comfortable in the audience. It's about having the business of speaking. They have a book called Paid to Speak by the National Speakers Association. Mm. And I think that both of those books are really good resources. And if you want to start brainstorming what you might want to do, just shoot me an email at crystal, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L at crystalwashington.com. And you can just make the subject like um, speaker worksheet yeah. and I'll, I'll send it to you. I also have our website down here for those um, catching this on the replay. Also, you can go to our website and contact her there as well. Um, we've got another question from the audience. Miss Denise Hamilton, Miss Watch Her Work. What's your process in marketing yourself to new clients? Are you constantly marketing to your blue ocean? Talk about that. Or do you focus on mining your existing clients and contacts? Great question, Denise. Well, there's a little bit of both. I've been in this game for a while. And so I tend to focus more on existing clients. Hmm. Existing clients are the best, best, best source of new business. Mm. And that's really for most businesses, if Absolutely. you think about it. Um, some of my clients can hire me for repeated programs in the year. Some of them, um, it's annual. Some of them can only hire me every five to 10 years. Because mm. if they're only bringing in one speaker for a once yeah. a year conference, right. you're not going to bring me in every single year. Yeah. Although I did have one client this year, shocked me. They they brought me in last year and like, we want you again. And I was like, really? Do you, have y'all ever done that? They're like, no, but they Why loved not? you. I was like, hey. <laughs> um, and so I tend to focus on contacting those past clients, contacting the ones who maybe we couldn't service them um, because for some reason I was already booked on their date. Gotcha. And then sometimes we reach out to similar associations or organizations. So if I speak for uh, the associations of women with speakers, mm -hmm. Texas chapter, yeah. there's 49 other chapters. Yeah. So once they're happy and they send yeah. me a testimonial letter, Guess what I do? Yeah. I actually get somebody online. I have a person that I hire. They do all the scanning, find the contact information for whatever position I tell them for okay. all the other 49 chapters. Okay. And then me and Regina get together oh. and we contact those other 49 chapters with that testimonial letter, video. Systems and processes. Yeah. And, and that's what's about. So um, I don't as often just randomly go to random organizations. Yeah. It takes some research because yeah. not everyone will be able to afford your fee. Absolutely. Um, and not everyone, you know, you're a good fit for. Yeah. So chances are one chapter can afford it. The other local or state national chapters may be able to afford it as well. And international. Right. So, so let's talk real quick about how'd you go from being national, local to international? What's that like? Ooh. Okay. <laughs> My first international speaking engagement. Mm -hmm was the result of YouTube. Wow, YouTube, it went down the other day. My second international <laughs> speaking engagement mm -hmm. was the result of YouTube and Facebook together. Really? And it all had to do with uh, optimization. Here's a tip for you all, Please. don't wait for the perfect time to get your marketing materials together. Mm. So when you, if you if you email me for that uh, worksheet, one of the things I, I put in there for you is the top three marketing materials you need. And the one, one of the things that you need is a video, a video of you on stage. And so when it came time for me to create my professional speaker reel, and your mm. video is the one thing that can sell you better than anything else. Um, people will not hire you just based on your website, mm. but if they like that video enough, yeah. they will hire you just off that video. Absolutely. Also known as the sizzle reel, right? It can be called a sizzle reel, does it? But yes, just, yeah. that's the important thing. Or demo video, they call it different things. But what I did was, is when I was getting my maid, I had all these talks of me behind podiums yeah. at little places. And my the video person I was using at the time, who did speaker videos all the time, said, mm. you know, if you want to do more keynotes, mm. you got to be on a keynote stage, Crystal. Mm. I said, huh, this is Monday. I said, what are you doing on Friday? He said, I'm free. Why? I said, bet. Call you back in a moment. <laughs> Hung up the phone. He's like, what? I called my friend who worked yeah. for an organization. I knew they had a big stage. Mm. Um, and I said, hey, is the stage occupied on Friday? If not, how much will you charge me to yeah. utilize it? She's like, oh, you're my friend. But I would have paid for it if I, I needed right. to. They let me in there. Yeah. I called my video guy back and I was like, hey, yo, Friday, 10 a.m., meet me there. I went on Facebook. I said, yeah. hey, all you people that couldn't afford it in my workshops, who wants an hour of, wow. of social? Because at the, time, at the time, I was still just social media. Gotcha. Got 10 people that said they want to do a bet. Be here at this time. Don't come late. I, huh. I positioned them around this huge room, 10 yeah. people, while I was video. So I had places to, I had eye markers. I could move my eyes around as I was speaking. Gotcha. He took that of me on this big stage, 
we put that on YouTube. I optimized it for SEO. Yeah. And then two weeks after that video went up, Alcatel Lucent out of Dusseldorf, Germany, contacted me, What based out of France, contacted me to do an event in Dusseldorf. I was also hired shortly thereafter to do an event in Accra, Ghana, based on those videos. Wow. Or that video. Guten Tag. I didn't. I, exactly. <laughs> I did not wait. If I had waited to be hired to yeah. be on that stage. So you made it happen for yourself. You made it happen. Using social media. Yeah. And whatever tools at your disposal, all of you all have unique tools. You have contacts right. from from the current industry that you're in. Yeah. All of you have little pieces that High can help friends, you. School friends, college friends, old colleagues, things like that. Use your network. Your uncle. So your uncle, mom. Um, <laughs> so is it safe to say was that faking it till you make it? I wasn't even faking it. I wasn't faking it. No, because I never lied about it. Okay. Video went up. Yeah. Here I am speaking. Yeah. You like the topic. Now, if anyone asked me, who are you speaking to? I would have happily told them, oh, it's just a demo video. I just ran at the stage and yeah. just show you what I, because I wasn't faking it. I yeah. never said this is me speaking to a big group. Gotcha. gotcha. I focused on the content. Yeah. Even if you look at how it was labeled at YouTube on at the time, it was like labeled something like social media for blah, blah, blah. Crystal. Yeah. So no, it's, it's not faking it. Yeah. It is making use of the resources you have. Absolutely. And we all have access to social media. So putting your content out there, adding value. Nobody wants to just see you going live at the stop sign, um, lip syncing, <laughs> put content out that will add value to your audience or your tribe. And then what happens is, is people have a need or a desire. They think of you first because they have that brand recognition. Exactly. If you're putting out quality content. So keep that in mind, quality content. We have uh, another question from uh, the audience, Miss Twin Lachey. Crystal, what advice do you give to authors? Because she is an author of two books um, who want to speak professionally. First off, hi, Latasha. I've known Latasha for years, as oh, you know. We all okay. we all met through the same circles. Man, you might not remember it. World. Yes. The meetup groups and all that? Yes, yes, yes. I was out there um, the circle. Yes. <laughs> I think for authors, um, you'd start the same way as anyone else. You'd actually find organizations that are interested in your topic uh, based off of your book itself. Absolutely. And the great thing is, as an author, it actually gives you an edge. Many speakers mm -hmm. actually write a book so that they can be hired for more talks. Yes. I've heard that the book is now the new business card. It is. Yeah. It is. And it's what gets you through the door. And oftentimes I've had clients say, hey, I see that you published two books. Yeah. We thought you'd be a good fit. Like they lead with that because in yeah. their opinions, that makes right. you an expert. Doesn't matter if it's self-published, if it's through a big house, small house, whatever. But just having that area of expertise um, or, or that resource shows, hey, I, I know something. I, yeah. I took the time to actually write a book. It, it levels up your authority persona. Well, plus for many of them, they want to know that there's a resource out there so that after you get off the stage, there's something that their audience can do to continue that. Mm. And so some of them, they'll pay your full fee and pay for your book mm. for each person in the audience. Others will just pay for the book. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of like cool things you can do with this. And, yeah. and I know we're going to talk later about my speaker class and the Indeed. class actually talk about how to incorporate the books and, and how to Absolutely. get a little bit more money here and there. Absolutely. But it, having a book, it actually puts you in an advantage over someone who just speaks and doesn't have a book. Absolutely. And when you're requesting that higher that at college tuition versus the house note, it kind of helps a little bit. Yeah, it does. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So let's talk about what was your process like to writing those book and those books and have you seen them increase your, I guess, engagement opportunities, things like that? Oh, they have definitely really? impacted my okay. business in a very positive way. Um, actually, the first book I wrote, it, it allowed me to increase my fee. It, it mm. justified my fee increase. I basically doubled my fee wow. with my first book. And Just so like um, my first speaking engagement paid for everything I put into that book. The first one I got after writing the book. Wow. It's an ROI. Instant. And, and that's ten, that really is how I, I work my business. Yes. It's very different. Most people play the long game. I'm going to be honest. That's not my strategy in life. I want you to catch that. Her professional speaking is her business. She's not treating it like a hobby. Oh, no. It's a full-fledged business. Oh, so yeah. Full-time. She's not working nine to five. Not, nothing against yeah, that. No, no, I, no. That's wonderful. I just want you to understand that, you know, she, for, I think for like, what, six or so years? Mm -hmm. Like full, seven, seven, seven years. Seven, number completion, full-time, no part-time job, mm -hmm. professional speaking. So I'm bringing you someone who can teach you how to follow her footsteps and get to the goals you want. So. Um, but I'm sorry to interrupt you, but what are you saying? Oh, and then my, my process for writing, I mm -hmm. don't think anyone wants to duplicate because I'm I'm a lunatic. And so <laughs> with each book, the first book, I rented a beach house Whoa. Um, and I, I went in on a Friday and I emerged on Monday. But during that whole time, there was no 
phone. I've been calling my husband once mm -hmm. a day. Yeah. There was no television. There was no internet. Oh, there was no. I literally. There, there was no internet. I want you to hear this. I'm writing books about technology, but without access to internet on she purpose. <laughs> no, I mean, I used a computer, but the whole purpose was I shut off any yeah. outside gotcha. influences. And for four days, I just wrote. And then wow. I emerged yeah. with the draft. And I wow. did that. The second book, I did the exact same thing, except this time, one of my girlfriends gave me her house. Um, I think I was in Wimberley or something. Wow. So overlooking like some pretty hills. Nice. And I just totally secluded. I didn't drive to any stores to pick up anything. I came in there with everything I needed. So you just locked in, locked up. Food prepared. So literally, my food was even cold. Like it had to be stuff I could eat cold. All I did was eat, sleep, and breathe writing. And I brought a few other books so that if I needed breaks, I could read. That was it. There's nothing else. That's dedicated. And so I write books very fast. Hmm. Um, but it, it takes more time to edit it. The first book, it gotcha. took me a year to edit gotcha. I had to get out all the tech jargon. Gotcha. The second book took me about three months to edit to hmm. get out all the tech jargon. And let's talk about something that might be a little controversial. You wrote, she wrote all of her books herself. Mm -hmm. Now, there are authors out there that pay ghostwriters. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? I don't have any. <laughs> you don't have any thoughts on that? <laughs> no, I honestly don't. Um, because here's the thing. I'm, I'm yeah. concerned about what I do. Right. Um, and so do you? I yeah. guess, I mean, as long as you can speak to the topic. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Like, I honestly, I, I genuinely don't have an opinion. It's not the route I would take. Right. But if it works for someone else and they're able to do it in some kind of way that's authentic. I mean, I, I guess. I guess. So, yeah. I'm sorry. I know you're trying to be like, ah, no, I, no, I was just asking because um, there are people that um, have ghostwriters mm -hmm. and they still use it as an opportunity to win. So, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of things, there are ghostwriters for speeches. Mm -hmm. There are ghostwriters for, you know, songs. <laughs> <laughs> so really it's just, there are different options out there, but if you're trying to be, I guess, your authentic self and really portray, I guess, your message, your brand, you know, taking the steps to write it yourself may um, translate more throughout that book. So let's talk about the two books you have, and then we'll okay. transition to your top secret box over here. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I have two books. The first one is called The Social Media Why, mm -hmm. uh, which is really a guide for busy professionals to use social media strategically, mm. whether that's to find a job, advance yeah. your career. Um, and then the other book is called One Tech Action. Mm. And that one's almost more like a dictionary, the way it's set up, the way you yeah, can read through that. it or in a little encyclopedia. And that book is really designed for busy professionals mm. who just want to use technology to have a better life. Absolutely. That could be getting a job, advancing yeah. your career, networking, yeah. being more efficient at home and even building better personal relationships. I basically take mm. this thing that we all have, that we've all bastardized because we overuse it in the wrong ways and underuse it in the better ways. And I talk about what apps are here available that will build relationships with people? Absolutely. How can you leverage different things in this phone to advance your career? Yeah. Also, um, I have a really great input from I had um, an FBI agent, mm -hmm. uh, a data scientist in there as well, talking about how yeah. how you can have better personal security on the devices. So I brought Absolutely. in some other experts. Absolutely. Um, you know, you know, you're, you're on the right track when you bring the FBI agent. Absolutely. Put the so he's in, in there <laughs> um, and even how to avoid addiction to this. So I even give you apps and suggestions mm. for making sure you're not overconnected. Because here's the thing. Yeah. Right now, any of you listening to me, I want you to commit to turning off your phone. 24 hours. Everybody that heard me freaked out. Exactly. So plus my pearls. I, and I get people like, but I have children. I have this. Ah. Yeah. So I get that. But the point is, is that if, if you're too nervous about the prospect of that yeah. for no really valid reason, absolutely. Um, we, we need to look at that. And if you hear like ghost rings or ghost notifications, wow, that's a thing. That's a, that's an, that's, that's a very real thing. Wow. So when your volume is off and you yeah. think you hear the phone ringing or you think you hear a Facebook notification or something wow. and it's not there, that's really a problem. So we, we yeah. talk about that yeah. in One Tech Action as well. Great, great. One Tech Action, I actually read this book. Um, it was pretty good. I, that is why we use Instacart now. Okay. Yeah. So um, basically Instacart, if you want your groceries delivered to you, they do that. Just use the app. And so, but she really, she's really good at talking about technology and helping making you more efficient in personal life and business. Because I read one of your, one of the videos, you were at a hotel in a speaking engagement. They had some type of delivery service there. Mm -hmm. So you can prepare, you had them deliver like water and, and uh, vegetarian food to the hotel versus having to go get an Uber, go find a grocery store, things like that. So it's really a good book. Um, and you can check it out at crystalwashington.com. So what we're going to talk about next and lastly, let's let me see this box right here. 
Okay, so we can't open the box. Can't open we the can't box. open it, but we can show the box. All right. So for anybody that is interested in becoming a professional speaker, I developed a workshop, and uh, we've actually held the workshop twice mm -hmm. so far. Um, the first time we held it, it actually sold out when I posted it, sold yeah. out within a day. Yes. Uh, the second time it sold out within a couple days. Yes. And what it is is a full day workshop mm -hmm. where I limit it to 21 people. That's it. That's all the people allow in the room because I need to be able to work with each person individually, Absolutely. answer questions or developing plans for their speaking businesses. Um, but it's a full day workshop. Where we talk about everything from developing your topic to identifying your client. I give all of my forms uh, to them on a drive so that they can customize them. Um, we, we develop all of those different things. Um, and so everybody that comes gets one of these little mystery boxes, but I can't, I can't open it. There's a little, there's a little weight to it. I can't open it because um, I'd have to kill everybody um, if I did that. And that's, that's not okay. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a wonderful workshop. The next one we're, that we're going to have is on uh, January 19th. Okay. And this one is actually in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, too. Which if you're not in Atlanta, Georgia, that's not necessarily an issue because for the classes I've had in Houston, about yeah. a quarter of the people flying from other states. So you yes. can get to Atlanta. Atlanta's pretty cheap to get through. They have Hartsville, yes. Jackson. The price for that workshop is $14.95. Mm -hmm. There is no upgrade. What I mean by that is, Ooh, what I mean it. by that is, we often sign up for things where people yeah. are like, I'm going to show you how to do X, Y, Z. Right. And then you get there and they show you how to do X. Yes. And by the end of the conference, they're like, but wait, there's more. If you want X and Talk Z, about it. you for only 5,000 more, you get to no. Anyone who's been in the class, and actually I see Derek Strickland is actually in here right now. He, he actually attended the last class. See, he, he actually is coming. Yes, the work is awesome. Um, he, they know that I'm not upselling anything. I put it all on the table. Once you leave, yeah. you're able to work plans. And, and we've had uh, people from the class already book uh, keynote events, Amen. speaking. Actionable in, advice. Speaking in Hawaii. What? I mean, we, we have folks that are killing the game <laughs> based on the information they learned at the workshop. Amen. So if you want information about that workshop, uh, crystalwashington.com forward slash speaker workshop oh, let me put that for that one. I know if you want to go straight there forward slash speaker workshop or you can just email me directly crystal at crystalwashington.com. Okay. Uh, that one is 1495. Um, it is not we're not open for accepting payments just yet. That'll be at the end of this month. But you can get the information on that and um, you can pay either in totality or you can pay over a three month period where we break that mm -hmm. up into or yeah, we break that up into three payments. You put it on layaway. Basically. <laughs> well, because at the same time, I mean, yeah. I realize it is priced for beginning speakers. So the information Absolutely. I'm providing, Absolutely. I know I could go to intermediate speakers yeah. that don't have my level of business and charge way more because yeah. I know what I'm giving them. I mean, there's people who within their first speaking engagement, they mm -hmm. made up way more made up for the class. Absolutely. But I wanted to be priced appropriately yeah. so that I wasn't pricing out beginner yeah. speakers because that's that's really who I want to touch. So as your marketing strategist, I want to kind of give you an idea from how I saw this evolve. So you went from being or still is a professional speaker, but created a product, um, someone like a consulting or coaching product mm -hmm. um, didn't upsell it. But she didn't have like these Facebook ads and funnels, a business mm -hmm. page and all that stuff. She just posted on her personal page and Twitter and LinkedIn. Hey, I'm teaching you how to be me for $1,500. And I saw this thing literally sell out <laughs> in hours. Yeah. The first day I was yeah. very impressed. Um, so it can be done. Well, it's, I think it's also because people realize like I'm actually a professional speaker. There right. are people that do these classes yeah. that all they do are these classes. Yeah. And this is, I've actually been fighting doing this for years. Yes. It was finally when one person said, Crystal, I trust you. If you were to build something like this, yeah you could get more women and more minorities into speaking. Absolutely. I want you to do it. And I said, I hear you. No. Yeah. And then two months later, I yeah. was like, fine. Yeah. But I think people know that my heart is really in making sure Absolutely. that they actually her, get the work. She gets the quality. Mm -hmm. And I saw the comments afterwards. I watched. So everybody attended great reviews. It was worth the money. And so now the next set of words are, are not the, this, this does not reflect the thoughts and mindset of Crystal Watson. These are coming from T.E. Should Night Sudden. Um, some of y'all coaches out there um, with the upsells, the X, the Y to the Z, stop taking all these folks hard earned money and not giving them the quality that they deserve. Um, provide something to where the people pay you a house note, car note, down payment, student loans, and they can walk away with a business and not have to keep 
going into your ecosystem, your cycle, and keep giving you thousands of dollars just to make you rich. That's just my personal opinion. After peeking behind the curtain of some things, add value to people's lives, bless others, and you will thrive in your business. So that's just kind of a T sudden response. You, you have any thoughts on that now? No, I, I think you, <laughs> I think you covered it. And I also think that before you invest in something, make sure that you ask the person that's in charge of the program. Yes. What additional programs do you have mm. so that you can see ahead of time if yeah. you're being entered into a funnel? I'm not yeah. saying there's a problem with the funnel, mm. but even today when I talked about the worksheet, I didn't put it on click funnels. We talked about that. Yeah. I was like, you know, I want people to just be able to email me. If you want yeah. to copy the worksheet so you can just get started yeah. thinking about a speaking business, email me at crystalcrystalwashington.com. Yeah. So I think just seeing how they react to you, because like this speaker workshop is not my business model. Yeah. This isn't, this is a very small percentage, Absolutely. very small percentage of what I do yeah. um, professionally with speaking. And so, Absolutely. you know, you just, you have to know who you're giving your money to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Paolo said, look straight in the camera, sir. Say it again. <laughs> um, so. Inbox is going to be fun after this. Um, <laughs> Get some of your Gary Indiana folks up here for me. Um, so basically, if you're interested in learning how to become a professional paid speaker, um, check out crystalwashington.com. Um, all of her information is there. Email, contact, the speaker um, boot camp coming up. For what I've heard, it's uh, been worth it. I know she's worked with uh, Karen McCullough, and Karen has been doing this for 20 plus years. So um, a lot of people that vouch for her. Um, so want to say thank you for being here. Thank you. Hey, I feel so special. I, I made it with Tristan, y'all. Oh, I got on go. Tristan's show. Here we go. So I'm just honored she's here because I think <laughs> I asked her about a speaking opportunity once and she that invoice looked like a down payment for out of state to work. Ah, I forgot I said, about that. I said, oh my Lord, um, I'm in the wrong business. Um, <laughs> so um, I'm glad she came and said time because time is money. Um, if you are looking for other episodes and other revenue ailment um, cures, please check out the Revenue Clinic group. That's a free Facebook group I have for entrepreneurs uh, where you can be a part of that. Previous episodes are there. We give um, advice, things like, you know, speaker workshop will be in there. Kind of make sure you're in that group. I know you don't like to be randomly added to groups, um, but check that out. Also, if you want to follow me on Facebook, um, Tristan E. Sutton, or my business page. Once again, I give out free advice there as well. So I want to thank you all for tuning in to the Revenue Clinic podcast. Uh, we'll be back here next week, Thursday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, thank you for commenting. Please tag a friend that needs to hear this and share this with your network. Y'all have a blessed day.